My name is Frank Prozenz, and joining me today is Len Ladero, an economist at the University of Rhode Island. If you took a look at 2022, how did we do in Rhode Island? Well, we did fairly well because we were coming back from a horrific pandemic-induced recession, kind of. You know, so essentially, like everyone else, we were forced to shut down, and we had reverted very temporarily to the 1980s level of employment. But you know, we came back fairly quickly, and uh, a lot of things had stayed fairly strong. Manufacturing stayed very strong. Surprisingly, retail sales stayed very strong. That kind of paralleled the U.S. The only thing, though, is that there will be revisions to data, and there's some evidence that nationally and for states that the actual data we have right now is not is a little bit too optimistic. So there might be some issues there. But overall, we held our own, and then some in uh, you know 2022, and we were coming back from a real you know just a, a massive shutdown, the likes of which we've never seen before. There are people who who suggest that perhaps this country may be going into a recession, maybe not, maybe it's a soft recession. Some people think we're already in a recession. So if you were to uh, give us a quick snapshot of where we are today in our economy, nationally and locally, what would it be? Well, nationally, we are not in a recession, although parts of the economy, like housing, quite obviously are. Uh, overall, we're not there yet, and the reason is because the labor market is very, very strong. I mean, the number of vacancies or whatever, uh, and, and I think that, you know, pretty much for Rhode Island, a similar kind of thing. We're not in a recession. We have clearly been slowing down the last few months, and that's something in Rhode Island that uh, I'm a little bit worried about. You know, ironically for Rhode Island, it looks like, you know, maybe by not spending the federal money, that has led to this ridiculously large surplus. If we put it in this coming year, which we'd have to do, it's going to really pump up the economy. But now there's evidence coming out that a fair amount of that money that uh, looks like this huge largesse from the federal government is actually vacancies that are unfilled at the state level. And so my biggest concern is that we have to really plan for what happens when the federal money's gone. But I do think for both the U.S. and Rhode Island, it is quite possible that by the second half of this year and into next year, I'd say there's about a 70% chance of recession for 2024, about a 60% or so at the end of this year. And so Rhode Island had been philo first in, last out. Will we be that now? I hope not. And, and if we're not, it's only by the good graces of the federal government's money. So we hear this word recession. What does it mean to the average person? Well, it, it can mean lots of different things. It's, you know, the technical definition is really all over the place because there's this group that decides when they occur, and it's very nebulous and things. So what it means for the average person is that, that the economy will be noticeably slowing down, that uh, historically what you're going to find is a lot of layoffs, unemployment starting to really jump higher, uh, cutbacks in, in production, all that kind of thing. But the anomaly this time, and that's what makes this interesting, both nationally and for Rhode Island, there's a tremendous number of vacancies. Normally, if you were heading into a recession, you find vacancies coming down very, very quickly, uh, you know, very sharply to levels that are well below where they had been. And they've come down a little bit, but they're nowhere near what you would have seen, let's say, in the la- in the 2008 recession, something like that. So there might actually not be a great big jump in the unemployment rate, although Rhode Island's rates are going up now, uh, you know, but 
that number, the official number, is kind of misleading anyway. It's more like 4-7 is the actual number when you adjust for participation. So that's going to be the wild card. How much will unemployment rise? You know, nationally and Rhode Island, there's a lot, a lot of vacancies, way more than if you were actually going into a typical recession. I'm going to, I want to come back to that in a moment. If we head into a recession, does that mean that inflation is going to come down? Well, presumably so. And historically, that has usually been the case, but not always, because a lot of our inflation is based on supply side things related to the Ukraine war, kind of late effects of the pandemic working their way through the economy. So those supply side things, if if they keep getting better by themselves, independent of whether we hit a recession or not, that would bring inflation down. And historically, inflation will come down because there's a lot less demand during recessions. But we don't know about the supply side, because what's going to happen with the whole winter, energy prices, those kinds of things, a lot of the supply side has really been improving, chip production's getting better, there's not the kind of insane problems getting things shipped overseas to here, whatever. So things are moving in the right direction. But I think that people in my profession are a little bit too sanguine that we're already past peak inflation, whatever. You know, I, I remain to be convinced about that. I, I hope we are. But you can get blips in data like that that uh, can screw everything up. Because the Federal Reserve said, we're going to keep tightening. We're not going to let up, even if the economy dramatically weakens. And so that's the whole thing. What will the, you know, the Federal Reserve do? They're kind of playing chicken with, you know, recession versus unemployment and all that. So what are they going to do? Will they blink? So you think that the Federal Reserve's policy now of increasing interest rates, although maybe slower than, than it did, um, is the correct policy? And then my sec- second sentence to that is what that brings also is and certainly an uncertain stock market. And we used to say that that was only for the rich. It's not. It's for for anybody who has a 401k or or what have you. How much does the troubled stock market relate to the average person? I don't know if that makes any sense. Yeah, well, first of all, the Federal Reserve eased far too long. They should have stopped well below about six months before they did. And so they caused a lot of the issue, too. Along with the supply side, they pumped so much money in the economy that now the Federal Reserve has had to actually overdo it. I mean, you look at how quickly went from essentially a 0% Fed funds rate to about four and a quarter right now. A year ago, you know, prior, so the end of 2021, the projection had been for the Fed funds rate of 0.9%, and we ended up at four and a quarter in a very short time. So I think that probably what they're going to do is two more uh, rate hikes, so February and March, and then hopefully they're going to stop because there's a very substantial lag between when the Federal Reserve changes interest rates and when their full effect is felt in the economy. We still haven't felt a whole bunch of those, so, you know, whatever. Now, as for the stock market, essentially the stock market is not the economy, and people always kind of confuse that. And so what the, you know, we've gone about 20% down the S&P. We're probably going to go down farther because earnings are going to get really hit as we keep going forward. They've been hit a little bit now. The uh, people on Wall Street consistently overestimate earnings when the economy weakens. They really did that in 08. It was almost laughable. 
And so as earnings get adjusted meaningfully downward, that's going to take the uh, stock market down another step. But there's still a pile of money sloshing around the global economy, so it could actually bounce back pretty quickly. You've seen those bounces recently. Should people be worried about their uh, retirement accounts? Well, I mean, they should be very proactive and always keep an eye on them and see what's going on. But don't react emotionally. That's the worst thing you can do or just the market goes down, you start pulling your money because then when do you put it back or whatever. You try and have a balanced and really diversified set of investments and pretty much stick with that with some minor adjustments. But what people have done, and and myself included, is over the last six months or whatever, is just dumped a lot of money out of the stock market into uh, cash and stuff. So, but again, you know, that, that should be dependent on your age. For someone in their 20s or 30s, you know, you're going to bounce back from this. You have a long time because of compounding. But as you get closer and closer to retirement, obviously, you've got to be more careful. I, I want to go back to, to the workforce a little bit. And something I heard, and I don't recall who I heard it from, we have all, the, all this concern about immigration. And yet, um, I heard somebody throw a figure out that we are about 3 million immigrants short of what we need uh, to fill some of our vacant positions. Well, I mean, the, the point is that we have, you know, we approach without immigration, zero population growth. And if your population and labor force are not growing, that limits how much your economy can grow. I mean, that's been an issue of mine in Rhode Island, that we actually had about a five or six year period where the labor force contracted. And that's why we had such lousy growth from 2016, 17, 18, 19, you know, all of that. So immigration serves a purpose. I mean, clearly, and, you know, there's a lot of this is being politicized. So we can't see past that or whatever. But immigration will serve a purpose because there's a lot of jobs Americans won't take that immigrants have always willingly filled and they started to live their own dream or whatever. So, you know, there's a downside to immigration, but there's also an upside. But with all the politicizing, we're not hearing the upside. Only economists and people are talking about that. The rest are like, oh, my God, you know, what are we doing? Len, if you took a look out at today is the I think is the inauguration of the of the governor and and everybody else. And then the legislative session is going to begin. If you took a look at 2023 as a whole, what's your outlook for Rhode Island? Well, I I think Rhode Island is uh, going to be slowing down again. You know, it's going to keep slowing down from where it is. The real issue to me is what's going to happen to the labor force, because normally when an economy slows down, the recession, you know, or risk of recession, the labor force falls. But of course, we have a declining labor force even in good times. And so what we could actually get is an unemployment rate, the official number that doesn't look that bad. But I've made each month I've produced what's called a participation adjusted unemployment rate, which is obviously noticeably higher than the official rate. As I said, 3.7, I think, is the official rate, which I don't pay any attention to. And the rate when you adjust for participation is 4.7. So participation rate adjusted one's going to go up. The actual one, not that much. But I think you're going to see housing is going to remain very, very weak. You're going to start to see more layoffs. But I don't think it's going to approach anything like we saw in 2008's recession and certainly not like the pandemic. So it's going to be more like a, to use the term, a plain vanilla kind of slowdown. And we're just very, very dependent on the national economy. So the real challenge is what the legislature is going to do 
with their fiscal policy because we know what the Federal Reserve is going to do. And let's hope it because we've got some real crises here, not the least of which is K through 12 education. And, you know, to me, the biggest challenges are education and affordable housing. And so how much can they do on that other than platitudes? Oh, we're going to turn it all around. You don't do that. You know, maybe a big first step would be being realistic for once. I want to touch on the affordable housing piece. Why is that important? Well, because there's a lot of Rhode Islanders who can't afford to live, and that can lead to an outflow of the population. It's not really fair to them. I mean, you know, Rhode Island was never inexpensive to live in. Let's be honest about that. And now what's happening is we have very little new home construction in Rhode Island. I mean, in a really good month, we have 100 permits for the whole state, and that's a really good month. So we have largely a static supply of housing, which then means people with mortgage rates which have popped, the prices haven't come down. It means that I, I can't buy a house now. I got a rent, and that puts upward pressure on rent. And so now people with not keeping their wages up with inflation, all of a sudden, what do I do? How do I afford my rent? What's going to happen? Do I cut back on food? So there's a real fairness thing, and there's just a long-term trajectory. How do we sustain our population if a significant segment can't afford to live here? What's the relationship between affordable housing and the economy? Well, I mean, housing in general is a very big deal in the economy, and it has not been doing well in Rhode Island. I mean, existing home sales are dropping at double-digit rates, yet home price average, and I'm sorry, median, is actually going higher and higher. So housing has a major effect on Rhode Island, especially because there's a really substantial correlation between what the housing market's doing and what happens to things like retail sales, because, you, you know, do you buy things for your house or whatever? And then that branches out to other areas, what's called the multiplier effect. So housing matters a lot. One last question I have for you as we enter this legislative session, and I know that you've been a strong advocate of in-house due diligence. Are we getting any closer to that? No, no, because that would mess up their preconceived notions and things. Now, you know, Rhode Island is still run very amateurishly when it comes to development and planning. Uh, You look at some of the things, the allocations we've done during the pandemic or whatever. Now, I've talked to the people upstate about that, tell them the need, how it could be done. Uh, They're not moving in that direction. So we'll just kind of magically pull numbers for how much we're spending on something out of the hat or where it goes to. What is the underlying basis for that? Well, who knows, you know. So it, we're just a very poorly run state, and I don't see that changing. But where it will start to change is when we run out of the federal money. Then be scared. Be yeah. very scared. One of the crazy things, Len, is that when, when during the election, whenever I had a statewide candidate on, I would ask them and bring up your, your suggestion that we have this in-house due diligence. And I think to a person, I had, they said, oh, yeah, that's a good idea. Um, but, <laughs> yeah, I know. And, you know, other happen. states do it all the time. We don't. And that's pretty scary. You know, in the information age, what we're doing is information age, hold the information. I mean, so, you know, that we can do so much more, be so much more accurate and precise and channel things, refine policies, target them more appropriately. We don't do that. And so here's we spit out a number and a sector. And, you know, how do we allocate all the federal money up to this point? Right now, you're not going to see the losses that we didn't have because we could have done better. But that's Rhode Island. Half the state runs unopposed. You know, the elected officials run unopposed. Yeah, so why should they work hard? 
Hey, Len, we're out of time. Um, okay. we, we could go on and on. Yeah. Um, thanks for coming uh, for coming on. We will touch base with you from time to time over the course of the year to see how we're doing. And uh, you do a great service for Rhode Island with your with your index. It's always great to check in.